Blog Talk Radio. BDPA I Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA I Radio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the BTF Executive Director Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. Well, welcome everyone to the 19th show of BDPA iRadio, where we link business, education, and technology. And we are sponsored by the BDPA Education Technology Foundation, which uh, is headed up by Wayne Hicks. I am really excited about tonight's show. And tonight is Tuesday, March 13th. We have two very exciting guests, Lisa Chambers, who is the National Director of TechCorps, and Allison Ahart, who is Vice President of Member Services for National BDPA. So we are going to go right into the show, and both Lisa and Allison are on the line. We'll interview Lisa first. So Lisa, welcome. How are you tonight? I'm great, Fran. How are you doing? Just fine, thanks. You had uh, shared with me before we got officially on the line that uh, you're in Ohio and the weather tonight is beautiful, so I'm I'm glad to hear that. And, um, you know, when we think of things that just kind of work really well together, like uh, evening and work, um, I, as I was listening to you earlier, thought, you know, it sounds like there's a really great partnership between BDPA and TechCore. And before I have you share a little bit more about that, I wanted to give our audience some background. Um, you have been the state director for TechCore in Ohio for a number of years, and last year you were named the national coordinator for TechCore. And TechCore has been in business um, in existence for over 15 years. And I'd like for you to share a little bit with us about TechCore, um, how it was founded, what the purpose is, and then kind of make that connection for our audience between what you're doing and how BDPA is a partner with your organization. So again, welcome to the show and, and fill us in. Thank you, Fran. Thank you again for having me on. I'm really excited about talking to your um, folks about uh, TechCore. So to, to just give you a little background, um, TechCore was founded in 1995 by Gary Beach, who is the publisher emeritus now of CIO Magazine. And back in 1995, um, what, we were, what we were seeing is that we had more and more in the U.S. who were identifying themselves as IT professionals. Um, and then on the flip side, you had schools that were really in need of how to effectively integrate these new technologies into the teaching and learning process. So Gary found that uh, 
80% of IT professionals in the U.S. back in the early 90s did not have school-age children, which meant they have no formal connection with the schools in their community. So TechCorp initially was born to kind of be that bridge between IT talent and schools that needed um, support on different types of projects. So a, a IT professional could come through TechCorp and volunteer for a day-long project or on a project that lasts an entire school year. So that could be anything from wiring school buildings, installing computer labs, um, performing uh, technology workshops for teachers, or actually working in the classroom um, as they were introducing their, their students to these new technologies. And so, Fran, over the years, kind of as the, the needs of, of schools and communities have changed, TechCore has also changed um, kind of what we're focusing on. And right now, a lot of the programs that we're developing um, deal with the fact that just not enough students are coming through our U.S. educational system um, with an interest or prepared to go on to pursue computer science or IT uh, degrees or certifications and then ultimately move into those, those types of jobs. So, um, you know, we, we looked at, at some data that showed um, as early as fourth grade, um, young people begin to kind of turn away, and this is especially true for ethnic minority students and girls. And so we develop a program that can get kids excited. Um, we know that they're great consumers of the technology, but what we wanted to do is to get them um, familiar with the technology behind the technology. So we say to the people in our program, you know, we know you like to play video games, but what about designing your own video games? Um, you know, and so we have developed this wonderful new program that we call Techie Club where we recruit IT volunteers like BDPA members <laughs> who we then train and provide curriculum to, and then those members go on a weekly basis and meet with a group of students. And so that is the partnership that we're piloting right now between TechCore and BDPA um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we just couldn't be more pleased uh, with the results so far. Wow, you know, that's, that's, I really love how you – kind of gave us the history, who started it, why it was started, um, some of the way the organization has really adapted to the need um, within the school. And that whole connection of looking at talent and the connection to school children and the fact that there may be people that don't have their own children and that that talent essentially, that expertise wasn't necessarily being discussed or shared in a one-on-one -on -one way, one -on -one way with um, individuals is really fascinating. As I mm -hmm. listen to you, um, I'm just wondering what are some of the metrics of the program and uh, quite frankly, when will it hit the road? When will I see it in Philadelphia, Michelle, that's, uh, our producer sits in L.A.? Um, our the person who manages our chat sits in New York. I mean, when will we see this nationally? But but first, what are some of the metrics of the program? 
Sure, um, and I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Um, but so um, we do both um, pre- and post-testing with all of the students that come through any Tech Core program. But with the Techie Club program specifically, we look at, one, skill acquisition, of course, because we do hope that these young people will um, gain a specific set of skills around whether it's programming or web development, um, but the other piece that we're looking at um, in terms of the metrics is also beginning to kind of shift their attitudes. So what we hope is that at the completion of a Techie Club program that these students will feel a greater interest in continuing to learn about a particular subject matter that they were introduced to, um, that they will say, I'm interested in becoming an engineer or a computer scientist or a data analyst, you know, and that they now have um, kind of these words in their vocabulary brand, right? So while we don't know, we don't think (laughs) that every student that comes through a techie club program in elementary school will grow up to, uh, you know, be a a great computer scientist or IT professional, what we at least want to know is that we've put another option in their portfolio. Um, And I think one of the reasons, you know, again, looking at this elementary school population, is that fourth grade is the time when kids are beginning to decide what they like and what they don't like and also decide, um, sometimes self-imposed, what they're good at and what they're not good at. You know, so you'll often hear in that grade level, you know, I'm not good at math or I don't do well in um, And so what we want to do is we want to provide them a really rich experience, help them make those connections with those STEM fields, um, and hopefully get them plugged in and excited in a way that a lot of, a lot of times kids don't have this opportunity during their regular school day. Um, okay. As it pertains to the, the expansion piece, um, we have, you know, we developed this program here in Ohio. Um, we've certainly been testing it around um, in, in the central Ohio area um, and then also now in Cincinnati. Last year we ran a pilot of Techie Club in Houston, um, and we are preparing to go into Houston um, probably with this in this next school year. But we are looking for implementation partners who are interested in helping us to roll this program out. Um, so I would say to to all of the folks in in Philly or New York or L.A., um, touch with us. Let us know that there's an interest. Let us know you'd be interested in working with us. Um, Wayne Hicks and I have been having um, conversations ongoing about how we could partner to to roll this program out in a national way. And and we are just open to those types of collaborative um, uh, partnerships and relationships that we can build. So any thoughts you have, Fran, I'm open. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm I'm really interested. I mean, in fact, I know that for national conference, I had submitted a proposal to provide um, an internet radio workshop, so that could learn how to put together their own show and use the technology. And that's just one example of something that I personally would be willing to do um, for the New York, New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia chapter. And I imagine that there are other individuals, whether they're unemployed, underemployed, 
um, and are happily employed as an entrepreneur or uh, you know within an organization that has skills that they would be willing to share. So um, I just I, the concept is fascinating, and it it would be really actually kind of interesting to have both you on and then someone from the high school computer competition um, program mm-hmm. uh, because I see similarities and yet differences. Um, mm-hmm. So very exciting. And we definitely feel like, you know, and I think Wayne and, and our initial vision was that this is a feeder pattern, right? This is getting kids in this pipeline, keeping them engaged, moving them from elementary through high school, college, into career. Um, and it's that type of pipeline, and not one organization can do it. You know, it really does take that village. And, you know, for us, I think this this could be a great way for us to collaborate to make sure that these kids that are coming through a techie club program in elementary school are fully engaged in that high school program that their BDPA chapter um, in their community has to, you know, and so hopefully you've got more kids than you can handle <laughs> knocking right, on the door wanting right. to get in that program. Right. And I, I um, again, I don't have a young child. However, I certainly know whether it's the public or parochial or um, charter schools or private schools that, you know, even as early as kindergarten, there are arts and cultural programs and sports programs for children, and part of what I, um, you know, even I guess to a certain degree, toddlers. So part of what I hear you saying is incorporating, um, even starting with awareness programs that allow students to say, "Gee, this is interesting. I'd like to know more. I'd like to understand mm-hmm. what's under the cover." Exactly, and and. So interesting. I was sitting down with some folks yesterday who run um, Head Start programs in our community, and we were talking about what can we do. Um, and again, I think you know, for us, we want to just give kids another option, and we don't know what we don't know, right? And so, you know, if you talk to a, a young person, you ask them, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? You usually get, you know, those standard answers: a doctor, a lawyer, a police officer. Because those are things that they know. They understand what those people do. Um, if you talk about data analysis or, you know, um, uh, a web developer or, you know, I mean, that these are software developers, these might be things that they can't conceptualize. They don't understand, well, what does that person do? But once they find out, this now becomes an option for them. Um, so that I think with these with these early learners, that's really what we're trying to do is turn that light bulb on for them and give them another option. Well, I um, in terms of I, I guess there's a few things that are running in my head. One for the national conference, will you have a presentation or whiteboard or representatives at the conference to sort of show what you're doing in Ohio? Wayne and I are talking about that, so I I definitely hope that we we do have some type of presence. I think we just need to flush out what that's going to look like. Okay. Um, and have you been recording any um, either video or audio or documenting in the form of stories um, what's happening? 
Oh, yes. Um, so folks can go to our website, which is techcore.org, and um, from from the site, you will see all of the pictures that you see um, on our website are kids that are tech core kids engaged in our programs. Um, there is a, a just a, a number of different galleries on the website. We also have a tech core YouTube channel where um, we've captured a lot of video of the kids in these tech core programs. Um, and so, um, yeah. I and then there is also. Um, the evaluation that we did for, um, I believe it was the 2010 program year, and folks can download that. And really, as you you know, you inquired earlier about the metrics in that report that's on the website, folks can download and see, um, you know, some of the things that we've been measuring. I think the other that you know, Fran, we're really pleased about with this program is that it attracts a very diverse group of students. Um, and so that's both ethnically diverse, um, that, that is students who are in rural areas, students who are in, in large uh, urban school districts. Um, and the other thing that I'm just absolutely proud about is that we have almost a 50-50 participation rate between girls and boys. Um, and we know so often girls and women are just not engaged in this industry in the way that we need to be. So this program is one that is just, um, you know, blowing those numbers away, and I'm just tickled pink about that. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I I guess as we wrap up, um, and I, I certainly hope that you are able to have a presence at the national conference and continue the rollout in other um, cities. As as we wrap up this particular interview, what are some lessons learned, you know, maybe three quick lessons learned from your experience as the National Director of TechCore that the BDPA audience, whether they're a member or a chapter leader, um, might take away and, and think about, you know, as it relates to their their daily interaction as a BDPA member. Because, again, I think there are some things that are similar and there's some things that are different. So what are some lessons mm-hmm. for that, that the ahas for folks? Well, I think I'd, I'd probably go back to something that I said earlier in that, you know, I that there's a lot of work that we we have to do in our community in getting our kids excited and engaged and plugged into this pipeline. Um, African Americans just do not have the representation in this industry in the way that we need to. And that's going to take all of us who um, are engaged at different levels to make sure that we're encouraging and we're supporting our kids, you know, again, providing them with opportunities like, you know, the high school program that, that BDPA offers, providing them opportunities like the programs that TechCore offers, um, but us coming together and doing that collectively. I think, you know, we really have to, um, it's time for us to move that needle um, because our kids can achieve and can be successful. Um, but we have to make sure that we are, you know, coming together as adults, providing those opportunities. Um, and, and I can just say that, you know, to folks that are listening, um, 
Tech Corps loves to collaborate. So if, you know, there are folks out there that want more information about um, the Techie Club program or, or any of our program offerings, um, would encourage them to visit the website, contact me directly. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter. And uh, Lord knows Wayne Hicks knows how to get in touch with me. So, um, <laughs> you know, I would say please reach out because, as I mentioned, we want to expand this program um, on a national level sooner than later, and we're going to need partners um, around the country in order to do that. And so we would just absolutely love to work with any of your chapters that are interested in delivering programs down to these early learners. Well, that is wonderful. Well, Lisa, thank you again for being a guest on our show. And for our listening audience, you've just been listening to Lisa Chambers, National Director of Tech Corps, and that uh, she can be reached through www.techcorps.org. Lisa, have a great evening and look forward to hearing updates of your success um, both in Ohio and uh, nationally. Have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Well, um, I don't think Wayne Hicks is on the line right now. Um, Often he gives us the BETF update. And for those of you that are part of the BDPA uh, blogs, the different newsletters, Facebook, Twitter, you'll often see updates from Wayne. Um, What we are going to do, though, is because Allison Ahart is on the line, we are going to welcome Allison and I'm going to share a little bit about her background, and then we're going to go into her interview. Allison, how are you this evening? I am doing fantastic, Fran. Thank you so much. I consider it an honor and a privilege to be on your show this evening. Well, thank you. I I love that energy, and, you know, um, I was just looking at your bio, and I'm smiling here, um, and uh, because I see that you own and operate two businesses, one is a heart management firm, a uh, business assistance firm, and the other is Gorgeous Geeks. Um, so I know that within our interview, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that um, because just the concept, Gorgeous Geeks, is very intriguing. So let me share with our, <laughs> with our audience um, a little bit about your background. You have over 15 years of leadership and management experience in corporate and nonprofit business environments, and you've got a special focus on budgeting and resource management, business process improvement, technology implementation, business and research analysis, software application management and administration, and project management across multiple disciplines. And I wanted to sort of go through that full list because we just had an opportunity to hear Lisa Chambers, the National Director of Tech Corps, talk about, you know, how it is really so critical to get young people, especially women and especially um, African Americans and minorities, involved in technology, get them interested, get them committed, and uh, allow them to see career choices in science, technology, engineering, math. And when I read quickly over your bio from the corporate and the nonprofit experience, 
it sounds like, you know, you've had an opportunity to touch many different areas of maybe not technology formally, um, but to have critical thinking um, in what you do and how you impact an organization. So really my first question is, how did you get involved in leadership and management? Um, because there wasn't a tech core when you were growing up. It just wasn't there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, honestly, it was BDPA. Um, I was an IT major at Virginia Commonwealth University uh, when I was studying my undergrad program in management information systems. I was approached by a young lady named Marisa Westbury who was forming an organization for IT majors. Um, and she saw a need and and was able to fulfill that by bringing a lot of us together from multiple IT disciplines into one group. And what was interesting, we all had strengths in various areas. I had strengths in database management, where others had strengths in C++. So we all kind of got ourselves together and organized and, and found ways to really help each other with our coursework and then she came connected with um, the BDPA Richmond chapter. It's a group of professional members who said, "Hey, you know, let's 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 uh, you know really mentor these young minds and, and and show them all the possibilities before them." And if it was not for her approaching me, um, you know, with an opportunity to join this organization. Um, there's no telling where I would be right now. Um, I, I have had the unique pleasure of knowing so many different individuals and continuing those relationships right now and today. Um, and, and, and that's really what got me started with BDPA, um, through mentorship um, and, and these adults showing us, you know, the possibilities, the various um, um, uh, fields within IT that you could be involved in, whether it be database administration, network management, uh, land administration, web development. They showed us all the possibilities. So it allowed us, before graduating, to have choices. Mm. And choices, choices, options, opportunities, um, those are all you know, uh, those are invaluable um, because it really it, it influences your self-esteem. Um, it certainly gives you open opens up um, financial rewards as well as emotional and social rewards. So um, it's really great to hear that relationships were at the core of, you know, one person reaching out to another person um, based on a need and saying, let's work together. Um, I heard you say, you know, it might help you with your homework or but let's work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and having that ability to work together and fostering those relationships, um, it really set the foundation for my connection with BDPA and why I'm still involved with the organization right now and today. I've had the wonderful opportunity of mentoring other college students um, around the Virginia area, uh, in the Richmond, Central Virginia area, as well as the Hampton Roads area. Um, 
and to hear these students come back and say, you know, Miss Allison, what you said and, 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 and the things that you taught us, you know, right now today is why I have the career I have in IT. That is powerful when you see that you're making a difference and students are taking on the responsibility and getting excited about what they're doing and sharing it with others. Definitely. So, now I know, let me um, continue on with your bio. You, you mentioned um, that you do have the bachelor's degree in business information systems from Virginia Commonwealth University, and you also have an MBA in global management from the University of Phoenix. And I know that you have really focused, um, again, on leadership and management. In some of our past programs, many of the BDPA leaders have really identified communication skills and relationship building skills as critical um, when they're a organization. And I wondered for you in your current role as the national um, BDPA vice president of member services, how does what you have been doing on a local level uh, and a regional level translate up to your national role of VP of member services? Well, it, it, it definitely stems on being an effective communicator. The one thing, well, the many things that BDPA has, has taught me was collective thought. To use collective thought to strategically you know, progress. Um, being involved with BDPA has enhanced my ability to think strategically, um, to develop effective strategies, and become a better listener and communicator overall. So on a national level, to be able to reach down to the local VPs and member services and hear their feedback allows me to put together a strategy that will provide enhanced and valuable services to our members as a whole. That that makes sense. That makes sense. And so what what trends are you seeing in BDPA in terms of membership? What's attracting members? Um, where are the membership numbers sort of growing at a rate maybe faster than others? What, what are you seeing? Um, as you're listening and observing from the different chapters? Well, as I listen and observe um, and, and, and um, digest the feedback from other chapters, what attracts the adults to join BDPA is really the ability to affect the young people um, and affect their lives and just show them how technology can help them grow and it can help to foster a better future for the world in addition to their own personal lives. Um, just like the other interviewer, Ms. Lisa Chambers, mentioned, you know, once you can grab the attention of the youth and let them know, hey, you know, Fran, you know how the youth are, they love games, the video games. They love that. So if you can reach down to them and say, hey, you know, I can show you how to develop a game. I can show you the backdrop of how these 
you know, the methodologies of how these games are put together, that will open their world up completely, you know. When when people ask that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? When they see these examples, they can then say, oh, I want to be the next programmer. I want to be the next um, game developer. I want to be able to create the next gaming station that no one has ever even thought of how to create. You know, so planting these seeds early in these youth is really what our adult members, you know, that's what attracts them as far as getting involved with BDPA. In addition to the ability to develop themselves personally and professionally through our workshops, um, various opportunities uh, to to uh, receive training um, and the like. Hmm. Well, it's it's really. I mean, I know you know we have guests have had guests from um, Earl Pace himself um, and different leaders. And even last year, right after the national conference, there were a number of students from the high school computer competition as well as the um, youth workshop series. And the fact that BDPA is about sharing time and talent um, and that's reinforced in what attracts people is is actually no surprise. what is exciting for me to hear is that that's continuing to be um, an anchor for the organization. So our mission of, you know, from the classroom to the boardroom is really something that everyone is rallying around. Um, so it sounds like BDPA is in a, a good place in terms of understanding why people join and why people stay. So I'm wondering then if it's a challenge in terms of identifying areas for improvement um, in terms of the services that BDPA members might receive or might influence. Well, it can be a challenge. Um, The one thing about technology is that it moves and grows and transforms so fast at such a rapid pace that you have to keep up and making sure that we provide services and opportunities that will allow our professional members to stay current. Um, You know, those are the things that we're focused on. That's my business area is focused on that, making sure that we provide current services, um, you know, very relevant things. But the the key buzzword today is cloud computing. A lot of people want to know about cloud computing. So we're looking at ways to provide information, webinars, uh, workshops surrounding cloud computing because that is the latest uh, wave in technology right now. Everybody wants to know about it. Everyone wants to know how they can get in on that market. So um, to be able to provide um, current and up-to-date services, um, you know, is the key and it's also, you know, can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Well, You know, as you think about what you're doing with BDPA and then kind of put that side by side with your two businesses, um, how do you how do you manage BDPA and your two businesses? And can you tell us a little bit about the two businesses um, and why you chose to start them? And again, how they 
how you run them in addition to BDPA? Yes, um, it's often a juggling act, uh, sometimes very late nights and early mornings. Um, but, you know, by the grace of God, I'm able to get those things done. Um, I was blessed with an opportunity to have two businesses. A heart management firm was started last year um, because I had some uh, businesses that and some entrepreneurs that wanted to know how they could officially establish their businesses, whether they wanted to establish them as LLCs or incorporations. Um, I was able to sit down and have consultations with them and show them how to go about doing that. So that business just kind of grew into into a business, and so I, I established it as such um, so that right now today um, I do offer consultation services in addition to uh, HR um, consultation services to um, businesses in the private and the government sector. Now, okay. with Gorgeous Geeks... <laughs> Right. That's, <laughs> tell, us, tell us more about that. Gorgeous Geeks, it started out, um, of course, you know, I have over 15 years of experience in technology management and leadership. So the original company was Keep an Eye, and that was really a lot of um, pro bono work that I did for friends, families, and, you know, the church. Um, you know, anytime a computer went down, I was, you know, People called me and said, hey, Allison, can you help me out? So I always said, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for you. And, you know, I kind of helped oh, them along. But Okay, keep an eye out. It's yes. I don't well, understand right. that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as things began to develop and, um, um, you know, I began to say, well, hey, especially after I had my master's degree, I said, no, Allison, you got to kind of put the pro bono work aside and really start earning, you know, for yourself and your family. So I changed the name to Gorgeous Geeks because in my experience in technology, you know, a lot of people, when they think of geeks, you know, they think of the the, the person with the hair slicked back and wearing the, you know, the, the glasses and the, you know, the, the and protector in your pocket, you know, and, and they're always looked at as the unpopular kids in school, you know, but I was very popular in school, and I'm very smart and articulate, and I had the pleasure of working with like-minded individuals such as myself that I said, you know, geeks are gorgeous. And when I said that, I said, you know, I'm going to name my company Gorgeous Geeks. And <laughs> I love it. There, I love it. From there, you know, it's just, you know, it's very catchy. A lot of people tell me that. So I'm, I'm very blessed that the Lord just laid that on my heart to say, you know, name your company that. But it's an IT services company. We provide project management, business analysis, website development, um, graphic design, training, computer repair. You name it, we do it. And uh, that company has been growing. I uh, have a contract for a company who does business in the government sector as well as small businesses that are private. So I've just been very blessed to to have those two companies, to be able to help others and um, be able to take care of myself and my family. Excellent, excellent. Now, um, I'd, I'd actually like to talk to you at another time about that um, there 
I, I do some work with firms that are 8A certified and are working with the government and firms that want to um, do more federal work so we can maybe have an offline conversation on that. Um, sure. And you've raised, you've raised some great points in terms of um, when someone is an entrepreneur, it really is about making that transition from a hobby to a business the things you like mm-hmm. to do and are passionate about and making that demarcation to I'm, I'm going to charge, I know my worth, um, you know, I'm building my brand, um, there are things that I do, there are things that I don't do, I'm creating a team and, and really creating a company that people can count on and a set of services that um, allow you, as you said, to provide for your customers and also provide for yourself. And I'm seeing more and more of the BDPA leaders um, having an entrepreneurial flair and certainly in being part of a nonprofit organization, being able to um, identify opportunities that maybe others may not have seen and leverage those opportunities with the strengths of the organization and maybe what the sponsor has to offer are are very important. So um, it's great that you bring that perspective um, to your roles. And uh, I I imagine that, and I haven't done this in a while, uh, but I I may need to have a show where I bring several people on the line and they have a conversation um, because I think uh, the conversation between you and Lisa would be very interesting, um, as well as some of the past guests. So I may try to do that in the future. So, Allison, um, as we wrap up, one of the major events coming up for BDPA in August is the National Conference. And many yes. members look forward to that as one of the benefits of, of being a member. And the conference also attracts individuals who say, gosh, you know, as a result of attending the conference or their awareness of a conference, they say, I want to be a part of this organization year-round. Um, so from your perspective, what's exciting about the conference and um, how are you as you know, the national um, VP of member services leveraging the conference in your membership effort? Well, what we're currently doing now is a call for presenters for the national conference. Uh, that is one of the things I would have liked to share, uh, share with Lisa um, Chambers, but I think I'll connect with Wayne and, and see if we can get her. Uh, once they get their mind around everything, we can get them to submit a proposal uh, so that they can be a part of this experience. The The national conference is Awesome. It is a wonderful opportunity for our members and non-members alike to come out, network, and to hear various um, topics surrounding technology. Our theme this year is Transforming the IT Professional. So we're going to have um, many presenters come in um, and talk about uh, a lot of the current technologies. We're going to have some folks come in and talk about entrepreneurship, um, personal development, uh, professional development, you name it, we'll have it. Um, 
they just have to tune into the website, bdpa.org, to check it out. But for those um, that are listening in the listening audience that would like to be a part of the conference and host a workshop and do some presentations, please visit our website, bdpa.org, and click on Conference Call for Presenters. Okay. And what if um, someone, uh, a question came up recently. I know that you know BDPA places a, a strong emphasis on African Americans and developing the talents and the interests of African Americans in technology. Um, however, if someone is Asian or Hispanic or Caucasian, um, are they encouraged to participate in BDPA and, and how how might the conference be something that can help them? Absolutely. We we don't discriminate whatsoever. Anybody from any cultural background is welcome to attend our conference. We're you know, we consider ourselves a premier national organization of IT professionals. So that includes everyone. Um you know, we support corporations who have uh, social responsibility and diversity campaigns by providing them with opportunities to support our youth and adult members and programs. So, you know, this is an opportunity at the conference for, for each and every person to come out with a passion for IT. Um, they can build and enhance some of their skills, learn something new, and network. And and. and <clears throat> not only network with adults, but network with our youth and see some of the fantastic things that they're doing and accomplishing. It's astounding. People don't realize, you know, the impact our programs have on the youth and and how we're setting a foundation for our future, our future technologists. That's right. Well, Allison, I I think that um, one of the things as the conference gets closer I know that on BDPA iRadio, we have the opportunity to run, um, well, we call them advertising and commercials, but we have the opportunity to remind folks of what is coming up. And I'd love to invite you and Wayne and some of the other members of the national leadership team to put together, you know, 30-second spots of audio, um, you know, doing just what you did a little bit earlier, sharing a soundbite on why the conference is important, what people can get out of the conference, um, how they can benefit, because I think the more that we have that message in a visual form, an auditory form, you know, a written form, that can encourage people to really take action, make sure they're registered, make sure they get there, um, and make sure they use the information that they gain from the conference. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the conference. This year, Allison, where is the national conference, and what's the next step that someone needs to do if they want to make sure they get registered? The conference this year will be in Baltimore, Maryland, And what you would want to do, if you're not a member, go ahead and join the organization today. That way you can take advantage of some of the discounts we have for our members for the conference. Um, We also have early bird specials, and all of that information can be found at bdpa.org. Okay. 
Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> I expect those membership numbers to jump up uh, right away. So, Allison, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your evening with us. Um, what's one final thought that you'd like to leave our audience with before we close out the show? Well, if anyone wants to learn more about me, um, I'm out there on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Branch Out. Um, and if anyone wants to learn more about my company, Gorgeous Geeks, feel free to go to www.gorgeous-geeks.com. Um, and lastly, BDPA is a fantastic organization. I've been a part of the organization since 2000, so we're going on 12 years here that I've been involved with the organization, and it has just been amazing what they've done in my life and what it has allowed me to do in other people's lives. So I'm just eternally grateful. And just God bless everyone. Oh, well, thank you so much, Allison. Really, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, again, look forward to seeing you at the conference. And I want to also thank our first guest, Lisa Chambers, National Director of TechCore, for joining us on the show as well. So, BDPA listening audience, www.bdpa.org. Sign up as a member. Uh, make sure that you register for the National Conference. If you haven't already submitted a proposal uh, to be a presenter, there's an opportunity to do that. And there's certainly an opportunity every single day to volunteer and get involved in your local chapter. Um, there's benefits in terms of being a leader, being a member, and uh, learning and growing. So thank you, everyone. We're going to close out our 19th show of BDPAI Radio. I'm Fran McNeil, your host. And catch us in two weeks because BDPAI Radio broadcasts the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month. Have a great evening. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio links business, education, and technology.